part three of this series. And um, we are at the point of talking about understanding the why, the whys, the priorities um, as it relates to the mission of the church of Jesus Christ. And so we covered in part one, part one, number one was to serve as a community of worship and fellowship. Remember that? And then last week we took a little detour and talked about us getting our edge back because I believe, you know, when I went in the back after last week's service, Jay said, Pastor, I believe what was taught today was needed before this next piece because number two is to evangelize the world and make disciples. To evangelize the world and make disciples. To evangelize the world and make disciples. Can you say that with me? Come on, say it. To That is the mission of the church. It is a continuation of the earthly ministry of Jesus. Understand this. John chapter 14 and verse number 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works, somebody said greater works, then these shall he do because I go to the father, but I'm leaving you my body with this mission and his mission is our mission. Write that down in your notes, highlight that, put it somewhere. His mission is our mission. Um, the redeeming of man's soul was Jesus's whole purpose for coming to earth. And he left that mission to us said this, said his mission is our mission. I need you to get that in your spirit. Is that me popping? Hallelujah. His mission, say it again, is our mission. Now go to Matthew chapter number 18. Because we got to get back to his mission. We got to get back to his agenda and his purpose for the local church. We thank God for dancing and shouting and having a great time. And I love to do that. But we got to get back to his mission. You shouldn't be doing all these other things if you ain't doing his mission. We've added a whole lot of extra whistles and bells to church and forgot about his mission. And his mission is to evangelize the world and to make disciples, which means you don't just get them, tell them you're calling back soon as church is over. Um, it is to evangelize the world, but not just stop there, but to make disciples. And the church has done a great job of getting you to the altar to set the prayer of salvation. And but where do I go from here? Who's going to lock in with me to help me walk through this development in Christ and this growing in godliness and 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 all this behavior and conduct things that I'm dealing with and all of my secrets and all of these things in my life that I got to flush out because when you got saved you gave your life to Jesus which sealed your salvation and sealed you a seat in heaven but your life if you don't submit to the word of God it won't change and you'll be saved on your way to heaven living like hell so say his mission is our mission Matthew 18 verse number 11 says for the son of man is come to save that which was lost to save that which was lost to and there's a whole nother message because not just man but everything that was lost he put us in place to get it back say amen to that go to Matthew chapter number 4 verse number 19 Matthew 4 and verse number 19 and he said unto them follow me somebody said follow Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Go to second Corinthians chapter number five. I got to give you Bible on this. 
Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 in the new living translation. When you have it, say, I have it, pastor. Come on here. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. Say the old life is gone. Say the old life is gone. And a new life has begun. Come on, verse number 18. Look at this. Look at this. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has now given us this task, this assignment, this responsibility of reconciling people to him, of bringing people back to him. Look at verse number 19. Verse number 19 says, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Ain't that good news? And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Verse number 20. So we are Christ's ambassadors. I'm an ambassador. Once you become saved, you are now an ambassador for Christ, which means all of your authority, all of your resources, everything you need to conduct yourself in the earth realm comes from another place because you ain't from here. You are a pilgrim. You are, you, you are journeying through. The Bible calls us pilgrims and strangers. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to him. Let me, let me go back though. It says God is making, we are ambassadors, and God is making his appeal through us. That's heavy. Tell him, say that's heavy. That God is now trusting us to represent him. He is going to make his appeal to the world through us. And we all, we won't all get a microphone to make this appeal. Which means your very life must line up with the principles of the word of God. So your life will make the appeal. Everybody ain't going to get the platform, but you still have the responsibility. You may not ever be on TBN or Word Network. You may never be a famous minister. If people know your name, you may never have that. But you may, you may have a basketball team that you coach. Or you work at the library. Come on here. Or you work at the Walmart or the Woolworth. Wherever you work, whatever you're doing. Come on here. That is your assignment. And God is trusting us to represent him. I don't think we realize that we are every day, 24-7, Christ representatives. We sing the songs, but I don't think we really get that. You are a Christ representation. You represent Christ everywhere you go, everything you do. Because he's making his appeal to the world through us. Because he says, I got to get them back. And the Bible says, while we were yet in sin, he died for us. Man, he made a great investment in the hopes, in the hopes that you come back to him. There was no guarantee that you was going to get saved. But he made this investment in hopes that you come back to him, then turn around and bring somebody else back. It's a great responsibility. Being a Christ representer is one of the most, is the most honorable role on the face of this earth. 
being a kingdom citizen, representing the kingdom of God, speaking for the kingdom, an ambassador for the kingdom of God. That is the greatest role on the face of this earth. We all get to participate. We have active roles in God's plan of redemption. All of us, not just to preach it with the mic, but you do as well. You have a responsibility. You have an assignment that God Almighty gave you to be active in his plan called redemption. To reconcile reconcile man back to him. That is wonderful. Let that sink in for a minute. Take a minute and think about that. Think about it. That's heavy. That's heavy, D. That's, that's the equivalent of God Almighty standing in front of you and said, Brother Mark, I am God, Jehovah, and this is your assignment. If God did that, you tremble and cry. Well, he gave it to you in his word. That is our assignment. And you won't always get the mic. You won't always have no platform. Nobody probably, they not even never know your name. That ain't important. I wish somebody knew my name. The more folks know your name, the more responsibility you got. The more eyes on you, the more lights on you. Come on here. So those who are running for the platform, run away, run away, run away. Unless God is beckoning you here. Because nobody wants this. It's given. It's an assignment. It was in me when I was born. He didn't say, well, you didn't finish school, or you didn't do this, or you had this problem, so go start ministry. Um, no. Whatever God has destined you to be. But a part of that destination, a part of that destiny, is you being the Christ representative. And we're going to talk about it in the next part of this, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much, but that's why we can't have everybody in the church. Everybody can't be a deacon. Everybody wasn't called to fivefold ministry. He needs folk in the education department. Come on here. He need folk in the, in the music industry, entertainment industry, in banking, all of it. Because when the righteous are in authority. Are you listening to me? The people rejoice. But when wicked men rules, you see what you get now. But it is time for the church of Jesus Christ to arise. Tell your neighbor, say, arise, church. Tell him, say, Touch the one in front of you. Say, arise, church. church. No, no, no. You're too soft. Push them real hard. Say, arise, church. church. So if you push me again, I'm going to rise up and hit you. You (laughs) Come on, say it again. His mission is our mission. Say it loud. His mission is our mission. Matthew chapter 28. Mm Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. He left us two important responsibilities. Evangelism and discipleship. Action neighbor said, who are you discipling? Now, a lot of times people will say, well, nobody. And here is why. Because nobody discipled you. I got saved and I was throughout that ministry to just find my way through. Find a church. Find a ministry sit over here, listen to that, and nobody walk me through this Christian journey. Come on here. Matthew 28, verse number 16. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Verse 16 reads like this. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. 
He had appointed them there. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But it's always going to be some doubters. Come on, get away from the doubters. Your neighbor said, get away from the doubters. Ask your neighbor, say, are you a doubter? Ask him, say, are you a doubter? Now, if they say yes, get your purse and your Bible. And put your finger up. Come on here. You. I never understood the finger in church. Because it's supposed to be discreet, but everybody see you doing this. What it really says is, look at me, I'm leaving. <laughs> Verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto I had my finger up plenty of years, man. I was, when I first got to the church I was at, after the church I came from, I threw that finger up to go to the bathroom. People look at me like, what? Okay, back to the scripture. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power, what's left after all, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Here we go. Here we go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Another translation says, and make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And what name does all of this reside in? Verse number 20. Teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world I seal it that's your charge he didn't say if you feel like it go ye therefore he didn't say pray about going ye therefore he didn't say consult with the elders about if you should go ye therefore he said go ye therefore teach all nations Make disciples. Every ethnic group ought to be touched by Jesus. Go to Mark 16. Come on, I got to give you this. I got to give you this. Mark chapter 16. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Don't you just love this church? Afterwards, verse 14, verse 14 of Mark 16. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Come on. And he said unto them, here you go. Go ye. Many times he got to tell us. Into all the world. How much of the world? Now we have taken this to charismatics and we've thought that only meant to go into other nations of the world. So we all over in Egypt and in the bushes of Africa. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you ain't even spoke to your neighbor in apartment 2B. You done flew 23 miles to tell somebody Jesus is Lord. And Sarah in apartment 2B, you ain't spoke to her in three years. And you know she don't know Jesus. But this is what you figure. Somebody tell her, I've been praying for her. What does that mean? Tell her. Go ye therefore and tell the world and preach the gospel 
To who? Everybody. Somebody say everybody. Verse 16. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these, come on here, verse 17, signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. You come up on the devil, cast them out. They'll speak with new tongues. Come on here. Come on. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If they drink any deadly thing, that ain't talking about taking no dares for Jesus sake. If you happen to drink something that's bad, it won't harm you. But I'm going to show you, I know Jesus. Give me that poison. No, you, that ain't what he's just talking about. I'm going to show you God is a good God. Give me that rat poison. The great commission, the great command, the great charge was Jesus' final words to his disciples. His last words should be our first priority. In Mark, he said, go preach the gospel. Matthew, he says, go make disciples. That's a combo. Evangelism. And discipleship, that combo. Somebody said combo. You do know what a combo is. You get three wings and catfish. You know what the combo is. You don't just get the wings. I don't get that, Sister Audrey. I don't get that. I don't get that. Bake fish for me. Hummus. No, I love me some re- ro- rest, ro- roasted red pepper hummus with some pita chips. And I bosh, I bosh. Come on here. Tell your neighbor, say hummus. Now, with no Doritos now, you. How you eating asparagus with salt and sour? Come on, potato chips, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somebody said combo. Discipleship and evangelism go together. So here's how it should work. Come here, D. I get Deke saved. Meet him at the store, work out where we at. I get him saved. I don't have him said the prayer. And never talk to Deke again. Deke now automatically becomes my disciple. I must exchange numbers with him. I must get his email address and he get mine. We must have lunch. We must talk on the phone. We must walk together. I must check on him. Not just to see if he's reading the scripture... But how you and your wife doing? How is the family? Any needs we can help you with? See, the church has lost this. They've lost this. Just get them saved and leave them to the dogs. Because I just got them saved. He's never been to church before. So he ain't got no church home. Come go with me. I'll pick you up on Sunday. He comes and says, that's a great place, but I, really, I don't like your church. They're, they're too loud. They run around. 
Okay, fine. We can get you someplace else to go. Because it's about kingdom. You got to go to my church. I don't want to get you saved. No, 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 no. This may not be his set place. So stop trying to make folk fit in your set place and it ain't theirs. But it is my responsibility. He is now my responsibility. He's a, I'm accountable to him. He's accountable to me. It's a process. And we walk through. If I got a small group, he's now in my small group automatically. Whether I lead one or in one, he's coming with me now. And that's how we grow in godliness. We've been real big on just getting them saved with no process. So we get them to come up. Supernatural spiritual surgeries done on their hearts. Their hearts is brand new. And we don't, leave them, we don't give them nothing to go home with. You don't go to the doctor and have surgery. And they release you with no instructions. No accountability. No medicine. Nothing to read. Nobody going to check up on you. No follow-up appointment. You would say, wait a minute. They just cut up my back and my feet. They didn't give me nothing. They ain't said nothing. They just sent me home. They ain't called me. They ain't give me no medicine. I ain't got nothing to read. My back hurt. What that for to me? They ain't told me nothing. You would have a problem with that. Well, when God saves us, there's something spiritual happens with our heart. There's surgery. Because you become new. Listen, immediately your spirit becomes new. Immediately. Immediately your spirit becomes new. But everything deacon used to do before his spirit became new, he's still going to do. Until somebody walks him through the process now of getting his soul conquered by the word of God. So he's saved, but he still has unsaved soul habits. So we got him saved at the gym, but he still smoke. He still cuss. He still listen to a little Tupac here and there. Come on here. Ain't nothing wrong with Tupac. Keep on listening. Okay. Ain't, listen, Pastor. Don't listen. I ain't got time to argue with you about that. But you like the bird, you know. But I got to walk through this with him. And I got to pray with him. I'm discipling him now. And even if I've been doing it three months and he's still smoking, I got to keep on going with him. We prayed about that last week and he's still acting a fool. We got to keep on walking through this because somebody had to do it for us. And here's the thing. You may not have had hands-on discipleship, but somebody was praying for you. Or else you lost your mind a long time ago. Come on here. Else you would have quit a long time ago, but somebody was praying for you. So, set combo. Evangelism and discipleship. They go together. They go together. And that is the priority. That is the main mission of the church of Jesus Christ. So we all should be leaving there hungry and thirsty for souls. But somewhere around the late 80s, early 90s, it became all about us. We, be, we, we begin to try to adorn and glorify and, and, and cosmetically fix up the body. And we stopped winning souls. And they became about our car and our house. But if it, the Bible says, wise men win souls. And I just know when you go after what's precious and important to God, God will meet every need that you have. Are you listening to me? Go to Ephesians and I'm going to stop. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm done. 
<laughs> go to, I'm sorry, go to Luke first and I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish here and pick it up next. Tell your neighbor, say, wake up. Sam has permission over in the studio to put the camera on anybody that's asleep and leave it there and put them right up here on this screen. Hallelujah. Say his mission is our mission. Come on, get a peppermint. Give him a little smelling salt or something. Wake up, wake up. So Jesus goes to service one day. Stands up, finds himself in the scripture and announces his mission. And I just told you that his mission is what? His mission is what? So when he announced his mission, in that we can find ours. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Luke 4 and verse 18. Because he hath anointed me. Look, 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 look. He has anointed me to preach. Say, never say, hey preacher. You ain't never got to be called reverend, doctor, elder, bishop, superintendent, but you are a preacher. Say, hey, preacher. Don't be calling me that. I ain't no preacher. I ain't, girl, don't be, girl, don't be calling me that, girl. Say, hey, preacher. That ain't my lane. God ain't calling me to that. See, because we always think preacher mean platform. We think preacher mean up here behind this. We think preacher mean robes and chains and crosses. Ah, 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 ah. On your job at the copy machine. Hello, preacher. That's why Wednesday night is so important to Pastor Terrence because he's given us the fundamental stuff. I'm kind of in preacher mode with it, but he's landed upon us line up on line. So when sister girl come in tomorrow morning and she jacked up from the weekend. Hello, preacher. How do I start a conversation with her about this thing and this man called Jesus? Pastor Terrence is doing an excellent job on Wednesday nights. So I don't want to hear nobody say, I I don't know how to witness. You can't say that here because you've been equipped. So he stood up. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Say hello preacher. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Say hello healer. You're anointed to heal. You're anointed to do it. If somebody walk up on you at work, uh, Sarah from apartment 2B and say her back is hurt, don't you dare invite her to church to get laid hands on. Because these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Um, to preach, there he is again, deliverance to the captives. And recovering. You're a recoverer. You're a restorer of sight to the blind. People have been blinded. People that were once in the body of Christ, they have been blinded by things of this world and their thought life. And I heard him say this morning, the devil is well pleased with them. Because they're stirring a whole other thing now. But you've been brought to recover. Say recover. Go, go back to that other verse 18. To set at liberty them that are bruised. Verse 19. To preach the acceptable year 
of the Lord. Verse 20. Look, look, look. And he closed the book. Jesus was a Jesus was bad boy, Jack. He, he come in your church, find his place in the book, read it like, come on, yep, this is me. Closed the book, gave it to the, to the minister, and sat down. He dropped the mic on them. And everybody's eyes was on him. He said, this day is fulfilled in front of y'all. I'm out of here. That's some stuff right there, man. And here's what has to happen. For you to walk in this level of anointing as far as evangelism and discipleship, you're going to have to get bold about this thing. you got to be confident in who you are and, and how you look. I am who I am. I'm a little bit overweight. I weigh about 110 pounds. Come on here. I'm, I'm, I'm working. Come on, I'm working. Yeah, 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 yeah. My big old head, big old lips. This is who I am. This is who I am. I wear two X. Come on here. I got man boobs. This is who I am. This is who I am. Now, I'm, I'm telling y'all the truth. Y'all looking at me. But some of y'all been held back because you ain't comfortable with who you are. Don't look at me. Like, don't you look at me like that. That's why you sitting in the back now just quiet all the time. And I ain't going to say nothing. And I got nowhere. And use me. I ain't saying nothing. And let me just sit back here. Because I don't Because you don't know who you are. And this is who you are. You got to love who you are. For you spread love to somebody else. Are you listening to me? See, y'all, y'all don't want no real church. They don't want no real church. You don't want no real church. You don't want no real church. You want us to play games and chuck and jive and lie to one another. No, 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 no. The only reason, the only way you're gonna get great deliverance in your life and help somebody else that you become real with who you are. Who you are, who you are, all your closet life and your secrets and everything you've been trying to hide from somebody, you gotta get real with that. All playing games. I got time for that. This is who I am. And I'm working on parts of me, but right now, this is who I am. If you ain't like it, no well. I think I hit something there, Pastor. You have a responsibility of changing the world. And if you're caught up in you, you are selfish. And that is not the love of God. The love of God is out there to be exposed, to be used, to be laughed at. It's all a part of it. To be misunderstood. But I'm on a mission. I ain't even from here. I'm an ambassador. And I can get caught up in me and miss what God is trying to do through me. Stand on your feet. I got to quit. Stand up. Pray never say, I am who I am by the grace of God. Pastor's just a little bit too real. That's what y'all need. I'm tired of phony people. Here's what it is. I can say that because I wasn't always confident in who I was. I was hard on myself, I was critical. I competed and compared. I wore certain clothes to cover certain things because I was just, I wasn't confident in who I was. I'm talking good in the house today. But at some point, you got to let God minister to you. 
and heal you and deal with you so you can be about his mission. Because when you get out there, you out there, Jack. And I ain't got time to be pulling my clothes. I ain't got time to do, I ain't got time to do all that. This, this, this is who I am. And I have a responsibility taking care of this temple and working on some things as, as, as I know I should. We all do. But right now, I am who I am by the grace of God. And I don't apologize to anybody. And some of y'all have been apologizing too much for who you are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What you sorry for? You sorry because that's who you are? That's how God made you. He made you loud for a reason. He made you quiet for a reason. You just got to know how to balance it out. There's a season for everything. If you're loud, you got to learn the season to be quiet. But we need you to be loud when you got to be loud. Come on here. Some people fast, some people, some people introverts, some people extroverts. But we all ain't supposed to be the light. I like dog meat. She like white meat. We different. Why you don't like white meat like me? You, shut up. I eat dog meat. Come on here. Ain't nothing like a leg in the thigh. That's where the flavor is. In the thighs, in the thigh. The breast is dry. If it's not cooked right. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's and and here, here's the thing. Catch this. It's gonna help you. And I'm loved by him just the way I am. got to go trying to change nothing so he can love me. He loves me completely just the way I am. He knew you was going to mess up for you messed up and he still loves you. And that's what's been holding you back from sharing with somebody else because you're trying to get yourself together. He loves you completely. He's a good father. That's who he is. And I'm loved by him. That's who I am. And I thank him. I thank Holy Spirit for working on me and allowing me to see me and convicting me and sending folk in my life to help me through this journey to fix things I can't fix myself. But this is who I am. Lift your hands up. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you, Father, for giving us this great mission. It is our mission. We receive it. We accept it. And we thank you, Father, for trusting us with this mission just the way we are. We commit to go after people. We commit to go after souls. We commit to be reconcilers in the name of Jesus. We love you so much. And thank you for your grace that rests on all of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands real loud if you receive from the word today.